This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. To another edition of the live Millwall fan show. Um... It's completely based all around you boys and girls, uh, you Millwall fans out there. Obviously, today we took on Birmingham City away. And, well, parts of that game, it, it gave me deja vu of uh, of the days of COVID. Um, interesting times there. But, yeah, hey-ho. Um, their stadium, I know, is being built. But... Uh, it looks disastrous still, doesn't it? So, uh, so yeah. But anyway, I'm joined, as always, by uh, Kai Bennett and Alex Grace. Um, what do you boys think of this, then? I thought it was a, I thought it was a pretty... Um, I think both teams sort of cancelled each other out. I'd say that's probably the best description for it. Um, but as well as that, we, had, we did have a few moments, didn't we? Tyler Bury uh, racing through. I was really impressed with um, Tyler Bury's uh, work rate to get there. Unfortunately, he didn't have the finish to... Um, to match, but it was a it was a frustrating game, and it and it sort of reminded me. I know you said about COVID, Mickey, and it was exactly like that game again at Birmingham during COVID, wasn't it? During the nil nil draw there, in that both teams just didn't really have um, that quality to win it, um, and it was yeah, that, I'd say that's probably the best description. It was a pretty pretty dull match in 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 most most aspects. It sort of came to life a little bit at the end. We looked better as the game went on. I don't know if that's our fitness is better than theirs or. Uh, I don't know which, what, what that is, but um, they had a chance as well, didn't they? But other than that, there wasn't really much to separate the two sides. Gracie, what were your thoughts on that? Yeah, look, I think it was a um, a dull. A, yeah, I mean, look, I I take on the point about COVID. Um, I think it was um, pretty pretty grim at times, but overall, I think you've got to look at it and say we've come away with a point. We don't have a great record away from home, so. Um, a point is better than nothing. Um, and you're at a place where they themselves have been quite good um, at home, especially over the last couple of weeks. Uh, I know they got the win against QPR. Um, but overall, look, I don't think we can be too disappointed. Uh, yeah, you could say Tyler should go and, and score the goal, which he probably should. Um, and if he's going to play that into... Or if he's going to take the opportunity, opportunity and not and not pass it when he probably should, if he's not going to score. But no, no, we take a point, we move on. I think Saturday will be a good opportunity to close that gap again. Look, we're still two points outside the playoffs, um, and we all have the chance to move back into them again if we win on on Saturday. So no, to be honest, I think it's much better than much better than it was at Huddersfield. Um, in a ground that looks like it's got no fans at all, because I think those, I think the bottom tiers have been condemned or something. I think that was a story I was given when I was there last. I think that's Birmingham as a whole, mate. It's been yeah. condemned, to be fair. Well, yeah, possibly, <laughs> quite possibly. Um, um, so, but yeah, no, yeah. 
I'm happy with the point, and and we'll take that into Saturday. Yeah, no, definitely, I agree with you there. Um, Stephen, how you doing, fella? Um, helps if I invite you to speak. There we go, uh, Stephen, how you doing, fella? Um, I'll get you on in two seconds. Um, if you're listening to this and you want to get involved, bottom left hand corner, you need to be listening to this on a phone. Um, bottom left hand corner is a request button. Press that button, and we can get you. Um, on the show. Hi, Mickey. How you doing? You all right? Yeah, all good, fella. All good. Go I on. think. No, I think it's hard sometimes when you see a game which potentially you know you look at and thinking Birmingham weren't very good. Obviously, we weren't either, and I think we we had chances or we had a chance to win the game. Um, it's disappointing, but I think I I think that. Um, fatigue is is playing a little bit of a part at the minute. I, I felt I felt on Saturday the same thing. You know, there was a lot of effort put into West Brom, a lot of effort put into Watford. You know, we won quite a few games in a row, and it was high intensity, high energy. And I think, yeah, we need to freshen it up, and and he's done that tonight. And I think that's, I think I think we need to get through to the World Cup. Um, try and you know win the game on Saturday, uh, but I think tonight was a performance. Of um, the the run and the intensity is kind of caught up with us a little bit, but it, it's another point away from home in a game we probably would have gone and lost in seasons gone by. So I think um, I don't have any issues with Tyler Bury not um, not passing it. I think if most forward players run through on goal um, and have a one on one with a goalkeeper, I think they take the shot on. Yes, he should have scored, but I don't have any issues with him um, not squaring it. Um, for me, I think you know you got to take that on. Should score, but um, hopefully can learn from that next time. Uh, definitely, I agree with that, Stephen. I was I was, was going to raise the point. Um, obviously, Voggy played uh, centre forward today, didn't he? Up front, on his on, you know, just in behind the three. I thought he worked really, really hard in there. Uh, just get a point from Gracie on that. What was your What was your verdict on um, Voggy's performance today? He worked really hard. He worked tirelessly, didn't he? At times, to try and win the ball back and and try and make something happen for us. And he potentially could have even got a penalty too. Yeah, look, I think it's a positive to see him playing in that that natural position, um, which we haven't seen too much. I think, it was, I think this was the first time, actually, where we saw him start as as the main striker. No, I was, I was quite impressed with the way that he held the ball up. Um, I saw a tweet, actually, from someone, I think it was Jamie Pryor, actually, um, which says that, where he holds the ball up so well, we don't have perhaps someone to to run on to it with him, um, which is key. And I think you, you could possibly look at maybe switching to a four-one-three-two, maybe. So you've got a second striker up there who can hold the ball up, and then the other one can feed off it. I mean, a partnership up top between him and Bradshaw, I think, would be terrific um, if that would work um, personally, but. I mean, I can't see Rowett doing that. But if that was something he would look at, I think that would work really, really well, personally. What did you think of, obviously, Mason Bennett got about 65 in the tank as well today. I thought he worked hard down the left as well. Um, maybe missed that little bit of uh, cutting edge when he did get forward, but uh, made a really good challenge, actually, in our own half, in the second half, uh, where he took Hannibal out, but won the ball very cleanly. I thought he, he played well um, today. But, you know, it's difficult when, when a player like Callum Styles then comes on and obviously Tyler Bury on the left. It's difficult when Mason, it's hard to play Mason Bennett and Tyler Bury together almost, so I feel, because they're, they're both quite similar players in that they want to get down the left and cut in. So whoever you play on the left, one of them's going to be playing out of position. I don't know, I don't know what your thoughts on that are, uh, Gracie and Stephen. I think you're right. It's difficult to play both of them together. Um, I think Mason could probably play down the middle Um more so than than Tyler Bury. I think that would be a way of getting them both on the pitch. But I think Mason Bennett is I think he's a good player. He I think we've so many people have said before, if he if he wasn't um as injury prone as, as he is, I think he would probably um he'd probably be one of the sort of star players in, in, in the division. Um I I think 
it's very it's a good point what um I think Alex raised about playing Voggy as a two. I think it's really hard. You know, Birmingham have got three centre backs. They they play the same system, they 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 know each other very well and they defended very well. And sometimes Voggy is three on one. So yeah, he worked hard, probably does need a partner, and in other games you might get that. Um but I think um tonight was was again another one a a, a good effort. Um you know, lots of hustle and bustle, but I think there's there'll be other games for him. And I think if anyone was looking at it and potentially judging him on on that performance, I think is a bit harsh, as I say, up against three big centre halves. Um, his time will come as a striker, I think. I think he played a lot better, you know, in that central central position than he did to a degree on the wing. But I think it's the first time there, and I agree with you. I think if he gets a partner, then I think he could be very dangerous in that middle. Um, and I agree with you with um, with Bury that Bury loves to come in. Um, you can't play Bury um, in a centre position because he just doesn't like that position. No, he's not. He's not a natural striker. He's not a natural number nine. We all know that. It's pace. He's either going to take his man on down in and run past them, or he's going to cut in and shoot. Um, I think it's nice to have options. We've we've said it on the pod a few times, and and there's a few people that listen and, and talk on here. You know, we do need another winger. It's an area that that we we have to address. Um, I think come come January. Um, but yeah, I think Voggy. You know, Voggy's another one um, that that you know these utility players that you know he can be used in a number of positions. But maybe if he does get a run up front. We we might see we might see a little bit more out of him, but that's that's not a criticism against him. As I say, I, I thought he he did as well as he could in the situation and gave everything um, gave everything for us, you know, tirelessly until until he was taken off. So no complaints for a first start up front. No, for me. I'm sick, Alex. Sorry, fella. Um, if you want to get involved, this is a um, this is your fan show basically, where your opinions um, are the heart of the show. Your thoughts, um, any questions, what you want to put to the wider audience, please do so. All you need to do if you want to get involved, it's really, really easy. Bottom left-hand corner, you need to be doing it on a phone. If you're doing it on a laptop, unfortunately, um, Elon Musk might change that soon, but at the moment, you can't um, get on using a laptop and microphone. Uh, it has to be on a phone. Bottom left-hand corner, you're, there's a request button. Press that request button, and uh, and I'll get you on so you can have a chat with the with the boys, Kai and Alex, and uh, and also you can put questions to anyone or thoughts or anything else. Really easy. Don't be don't be scared. Just press that button. Get involved. Go on in, Alex. Yeah. No. My question, really, you know, to the three of you is um, thoughts on the performance of Big Mother coming back in. Um, I felt, for the most part, he did well. To be honest, um, I. I was quite surprised that he put him in so early. Um, he will now miss Saturday's game uh, because he got a yellow card turn, which means he'll be suspended for Saturday's game. Um, but I'm just curious to know what your thoughts are um, on on his performance tonight. I felt we did all right. Yes, I, I thought he did all right too. Uh, to be fair, mate, he was. Um, he's Murray Wallace is one thing, and, and I always say, and he's he's always reliable. Um, he doesn't think it really matters when, when he comes in, what position he probably plays in that back line. He'll he'll always do your job. I, I was saying that I've always thought maybe last season. I think it was a his engines unbelievable. They always say he's always the fittest player in on the pitch, and and I've always wondered whether he could step forward and maybe play in that midfield role. Um, obviously, we've never never had a chance to just to, to see it basically. But I thought he was very good today again. I thought he got down the wing well, and he he's deceptively quick, isn't he, old um, old Maurice? He gets down the wing, and you expect him to to be look to be you know lose for pace, um, but he has a nice little chop or a little skill to get past them and, and and open up a little bit of space. So I thought, yeah, I thought Murray Wallace was was very good today on his on his um comeback. Um, I'm a bit, a bit surprised a bit to be able to see him as well. I didn't expect him back uh, so soon, especially we didn't hear anything from his injury, did we? So I thought he'd probably be on the bench first, but no, I really impressed with him tonight. I didn't even see him in the team to be fair until I looked twice and suddenly realised that he was in there. It was sort of. I don't know. I just looked past the name and didn't actually see him in there. I think everyone was more, um, everyone was more thinking that um, Voggy was uh, was going to be playing as a as a lone striker, um, which obviously we all deep down knew Rout weren't going to do that. But <laughs> I, I mean, um, I mean, Stephen on on Kai's 
crazy point there. Um, I don't think Murray Wallace would ever be up for playing in midfield, would you? Uh, I think he'd be up for playing wherever the boss wanted him to, to pick him. I, f- I don't think he's a sort to, to not to give it a go, but I don't, I, I can't see him. Uh, I actually, I, I must admit, I think Murray Wallace, uh, whilst again he was reliable, I think there was a couple of shaky moments. He looked like a player that had just come back from injury, um, in my opinion. Um, a couple of times there was a couple of incidents that I'm sort of a little bit nervous, but uh, you know the guys what what they said with with Murray, he, he he's he's just Mister Reliable and he's he's he'll do the job that he's asked to do. He, he give everything for the club, he give everything in 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 every game that he plays, and and I thought he did get better as the game went went on, but I'm not sure my heart could take Murray Wallace trying to do Cruyff turns in the middle of the pitch every week. I I, I don't want to see that. <laughs> no, I get, I get them. I get your points, Stephen. The reason I said it is, I think, I think it's more of his. I don't know, as you say, I don't know his technical. I mean, he's very. I think he's. I think he's technically stable uh, on the on the on the left. As, as I do believe that, but you know, it's more the engine for me that 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 um, that, that that's why I said it. That's why I've always I've always wondered it because I know he'd be able. He'd be the one that'd be able to get up and down the pitch. Um, Billy's doing a great job in there at the moment. Actually, moves nicely onto Billy. Actually. But I think, but I thought Billy was back to his to his best tonight. He seemed to pick up the loose balls, pick up the second balls, and I had an idea where to to pass it every time. And it was nice to see George Stavel back in there with him. And that's that sort of stabilizes our midfield, doesn't it? Them two. Absolutely, I think that they're the best too. Uh, on just on before I move on to them, the subject of an engine in midfield. Ryan Leonard is is to come back in, and it, another one that Very falls into the to the Murray Wallace. Um, you know run all day long, run through brick walls. Um, I think he's someone that I think would, would benefit massively in this system and in the shape that we're playing at the moment because he can drive us forward, much like Billy Mitchell does. And I'm not saying that, that Mitchell should come out of the side when Leonard's fit, but it would give you another option of someone that has legs in midfield. But, but uh, you know, Mitchell and, and Savile, you know, when they play well, we play well. It's no coincidence. We pick up a lot of points with them in the team and, and both of them complement each other well and, and, and long may it continue um, Billy Mitchell was man of the match for me um, I thought he was excellent again he completely proved me wrong and I'm not I'm not of, of, you know afraid to admit it I, I wasn't sure um, much like a lot of supporters but um, top class again and, and just showing why Rao seemed to, to keep the faith of him when there was a few around that, that didn't I mean there's a I mean while you're we're doing this. I'm looking through some of the comments on Twitter, and there's um, Callum, the man who obviously has got a friend in a box who um, who told uh, someone was leaving or someone was coming. I can't remember what it was now, um, but he reckons that he's, he's come up and made a, a comment of the ref made the game all about him, ruined the game, made it so no team could get any sort of flow going. Do you agree? I mean, to you guys there, do you know? I think in a way. Um, we could easily have said, could someone go and take that whistle away from him? Because he did seem, he didn't seem to let the game flow. Um, I've got to be honest. I think there was times in the game that silly things, the fouls were given for. And you think just, just let the game play and whatever will happen from it is going to happen. No, I, I do think, Premier League referees coming into the championship are out of touch. Um, and I know some championship refs aren't brilliant, but I I don't see the point in bringing in Premier League referees into the championship who who referee in a complete different way. And, go on. Go on. One, one, one thing I couldn't understand tonight was the, was the drop balls scenario. Both of them, for me. Uh, Voggy's obviously... You know, he goes down. He's even the commentator on the on the red button says that oh, Voggy had a he felt a, a big arm to the face. Well, for me, that's a free kick straight away. And the other one was um, Mason Bennett, wasn't he? He was shoved into the ball. I know there was already a player down, but we had the ball at that point. So I'm not quite sure how how the referee why and why the referee gave the ball back to John Brady both occasions. Um, that was one that confused me a little bit. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you there. I mean, Dan Marsh, obviously friend of the show, um, he's he's raised a point on his Twitter. He said, um, obviously as a journo as well, but he said um, 
a point on the road that's a missed opportunity for Millwall against the Birmingham side who didn't have a shot on target all evening. Poor decision-making in the final third, a factor. Uh, Bury spurned the best chance of the game with a poor finish when cleaned through. Um, in the games we've seen, we've generally looked a lot brighter since changing shape, but there's issues in wide attacking areas. Nobody has really nailed a spot down. Honeyman doesn't look like a natural fit on the flank. Wasn't really Bennett's night either. Um, I suppose there's three points there what we can raise and put to people. Again, if you want to come in, it's just press the request button, bottom left-hand corner, and we'll get you on. But you three guys, you're on, and I'll put it I'll put it to you and come through. I'll start with you, Alex. Yeah. Um, do you think Bury should have squared that ball rather than took the shot? And then, obviously, your thoughts on um, Honeyman and, um, and Bennett. See, now... I can understand. I can understand why he's gone for it himself, um, but I do think in that instance he should have. He 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 should have squared it for Vogie. Um, he was up there with him, um, and he was in the better position. Um, for me, I can understand why he's taken the shot on himself because uh, every striker wants to score goals. So I can see exactly why he's done that. Um, but no, he's got to pass it. In that instance, um, Benno, I thought, did all right. A bit wasteful in the final third. Um, I think he was a bit wasteful. He did have opportunities, um, but as did everyone. So, uh, or had opportunities to to actually make a change in something. But George Honeyman's an interesting one. For me, I think he's better centrally. Um, which is probably, but not as that that main attacker or that main ten, if you like. Um, he he did do that well at the start of the season before Vogie got going. Um, but if he's going to play, I think he's got to be in either the two, in, if either Sav or or um, Billy Mitchell aren't playing, then I think that's where he's got to fit in. I I don't think he's he suits being out on the left uh, or on the right, to be honest with you. Yeah, I agree. Go on, um, Kai. I think I'm, I'm probably quite similar to, to Gracie in that, in, in on his answers. I think um, Tyler Bury is difficult. As he said, it's a striker, isn't it? It's a tackle. You know, they're always going to try and finish it off. Probably Voggy was in the, is in the better position there. But, you know, you're hoping that Tyler's quality and, um, you know, he's finished against West Brom. The first one that was disallowed was a superb finish. And you're hoping that that sort of quality comes out, and he and he buries it. And you know, if he does, as 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 we all know, we none of us are talking about it. But obviously, because he misses, and we're questioning it, he probably Voggy probably was in the right better position, so he probably should square it. But um, as an attacker, it's it's always difficult to do that. I think you you want goals and you want assists, and the assist might have been more um, might have been more uh, vital than the goal in that in that regard. So maybe probably should have. Squared it to Voggy, but I understand why he didn't. Uh, Mason Bennett, I thought it worked tirelessly. Um, didn't quite cut, didn't quite um, click for him tonight. A um, little bit, he could have maybe made slightly better decisions, but then again, he hasn't had much game time recently. Um, yeah, he's probably coming off on the, on the bench, 15 and 10 minutes to go recently. So, you know, there there's, there's some, could be some factors there. George Honeyman, again, I thought he worked really hard. Um, you know what you're going to get with George Honeyman. He's going to work hard. He's going to put that effort in. Sometimes his technical ability lets him down a little bit, perhaps, but um, he makes up for it with the effort. And but as you say, it's difficult to work out who's going to nail down that right hand side. If Boggy's going to start playing up front, there's a real um, there's a real door open there for someone to nail down the right hand side. Um, that you know maybe could you know can we find Mason Bennett and Tyler Bury in the same team on the right and the left? Can we work out a way how to do that? It's going to be difficult. Uh, for someone to do it, but it's a spot that's well open for someone to, to put their mark on it. Yeah, Stephen? Um, as I said earlier, I don't really have any complaints with Tyler taking it on on his own. Um, to be honest with you, I actually thought he, the other option he really could have taken was I think he could have taken it past the keeper. Um, that that could have been another way for him to to, to go. Um, from from w- what I saw, it looked like Ruddy sort of 
committed quite early to, to try and smother um, the ball at Bury's feet. So that, that could have been another option, but you know, it's easy, it's easy to to say, you know, Moggy was in a better position, but, but any attacker will, will want to finish that off. So I, I don't really have any complaints there. Um, Mason Bennett, uh, I'm a fan of, 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 of him. Uh, you know, I think he's so probably frustrated with, with his own body and, and, you know, playing three games, missing three games. Um, I think that's that's something that he's going to have to deal with, and and, and the club are going to have to, you know, sort of manage him. Um, I think um, when Bennett plays, I think it does give us a little bit of of impetus going forward. Um, much like the other guys said, he, he was a little bit wasteful, um, but you know, I think when you're in and out of the side, that's going to happen. Um, George Honeyman is not a wide player. Um, he, he, there is no way it, he, he's not a, a right winger, left winger. He needs to be playing in the middle. I think it was Alex that, that said that as well. Um, he, I think Honeyman is a victim of the fact that Rowett had built the squad in, for a specific, um, you know, formation of a, a specific system, and because we've come away from that, he's sort of it's it's kind of like um, you know. How are we going to get the best out of him? Where are we going to use him? Because he can't play centrally in probably his better position because we've got two better players there. So it, it's just makeshift for, for for games like tonight. I think um, Voggy was, in my opinion, I I don't think had a phobia had not been um, injured, I don't think Voggy would have started um, through the middle. I think he would have gone with Bradshaw up top and, and Voggy on the right. But because we were limited with an actual out and out striker options, I think that's why it changed. Um, and, and Honeyman was just given us the shirt because there literally is no one else to, to play wide right. I can't see anyone really nailing a right wide a right wing spot. That's why, as I said earlier, we need to be looking for a winger in in the January transfer window because someone has to come in yeah, and, yeah. and and play out there and and now the spot because I don't think any of our current squad can do it personally. I think you're right. I think there's a few points there. I mean, JP Mill to. Um... He needs to be doing that um, alternative commentary again. That's fucking hilarious. But um, he's posted, take a point as Brummer, a decent side defensively, but we should have had three points. Savile and Mitchell, excellent again. Struggling to get Fleming to influence the games. Honeyman and Bury, pretty shit. Bennett also poor. We move on to Hull, um, which is obviously this Saturday. It is the remembrance game. Um Make sure you're in the seats early because um, I've got a hell of a lot of servicemen coming down there this this game. And obviously, we want to smash the record for collection. Um, so there'll be loads and loads of uh, poppy collection pots floating around. So make sure you've got loads of change to put into there. Um, and yeah, it'll be a good game. So uh, so yeah, I'll, uh, I'll do something a little bit on that. Um, a little bit of an exclusive towards the end of this before we wrap up. But um, if you want to get involved, it's really easy. Um, I can see loads of you listening. Um, it is bottom left-hand corner. Just press request and I will get you um, online quite happily. Um, so, yeah. Um, we've pretty much done Birmingham, I suppose, to bits to a degree. I mean... <sighs> I think it was a drawn out game. I think they just wanted they 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 didn't want to concede. We didn't want to concede. Um I think we both neutralised each other throughout the game and I think we just got to the stage where a point was gonna be the best outcome for the game. Um at least we didn't lose it to, you know, a ninety fourth minute goal or, or, or something else like that. At least we um at least we held on and got a point. A point's better than no points, I suppose, um, but three points are always better. Mickey, just a just a quick question for the for the guys, really, on Fleming. Um, do you think that that with Fleming, it, he does seem to have very very quiet games in, in games that are not potentially going our way? You know, Huddersfield. I know you had the issue with the towel and everything, which which kind of was a bit of a circus. But uh, and tonight again, cut a little bit of a frustrated figure. Um, is he a luxury player? Is he someone that we're potentially carrying in games when when it is a bit scrappy, or or or, or what is it with him? Um, I could come into that with some. I mean, 
if you look through his numbers um, on the AI index or you know average, he's not it's not bad, but he's not great. Um, he's third for um, jewels um, and bits and pieces, and he's he's allegedly first for shots. I don't know about that one, but yeah, um, two point seven seven shots per game. Um, don't know on that one, but yeah, I mean, Kai, um, Alex, what you? Yeah, no. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. I mean, (laughs) it's difficult with him because I personally think he's he's been a lot better since we've gone into that that four um, and it suits him playing the 10 role um, I do think that suits him a lot better than than any other position um, I mean I'm just looking at his ratings from the last couple of games um, you know being sixes you know 6.7 tonight 6.3 6.5 6. 6.8 um, you know he's never dropped below a six in in any game that he's played so far, he's not dropped below the six. Um, I, I do get the point that Stephen's making in terms that he can go a little bit missing. Um, you know, you didn't see very much of him at all at Huddersfield. Um, but then again, you didn't see a lot of Millwall as a whole. They struggled massively. Um, but the service is key um, into... In, into that front four. I mean, they had nothing uh, at Huddersfield. There was a huge gap between the two central midfielders and then to the front four. Um, they just couldn't get on the ball. And then tonight, similarly, I think it was one... I don't think tonight was good for any form of attacking play. I don't think Birmingham did anything with their attackers. They had such quiet nights. I mean, Troy Deeney... You wouldn't have even known that he was playing. Um, really, really poor night all round for attackers because of the way I think both seem, both teams set up in the game to get a point. So it it was a battle really in terms of in the middle of the pitch and neither side could win that battle. Um, I think Saturday, for instance, you'll see a lot more of him because it's a home game in particular as well. So the onus is going to be on us to to create and to maybe force the game a bit more. I'm getting um, palpitations for that game, mate, because five years been doing, I think five, five years, four years, five years, um, I've been doing the remembrance game. Yeah. And obviously most of the guys what are in front of Coldblow Lane End are all Millwall fans. All the military are all Millwall fans. And... I am dreading the day that we score within the first couple of minutes and those guys are still in front of that terrace. (laughs) Um, I am especially Bomber. Um, Bomber's got a treat for you, boys. If there's anyone in here who sits in the cold blow lane, when when Bomber comes up to the cold blow lane in this year, this this time on Saturday, make sure you've got cameras because he's um, he's got a little treat for the Queen's funeral. he put something on the inside of his jacket, what means a lot to him. It means a lot to all of us, to be fair. Um, and, uh, yeah, no doubt he will be showing that. So, uh, if you've got your cameras, make sure you've got your cameras ready and that. Um, so, uh, so yeah. Um, yeah, yeah I'm dre- I'm, I hope we hope we do score quick, but <laughs> I just don't know what will happen Um Happen there. Just, just a quick one for you. And obviously, um, we've got a, a, a partnership with a, a stack company. And just where you were talking about um, Zion Fleming, the only other player 
in the English league. If we if we wanted, they've got a new thing on there now where you can get similarities for transfers, that sort of stuff. But the only player who's similar to him is a Bournemouth player, Dominic Solanke. Is it Solanke? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So Allegedly, he is ninety three percent a match for Zion Fleming. The rest of the players are outside of outside of the UK, um, and yeah, pretty much maybe one or two in in England, um, but the rest of them are, are playing all over the world, which is quite interesting. I thought we'd have had a few players closer than that, but well, one thing that impresses me about about Zion is that I think every time. We even you know even though he's he'd be struggling a little bit in games to to impact them, I think you'll you'll always see Zia make a, a darting run back to help the help the midfield help the defense out, and he's he's always trying to win that ball back. So he does show that that effort and, and desire to win the ball back, sh- show the defensive attributes that that you need. So it's not for me that you know when he's not impacting the game, he's sort of like he's not sulking. For example, he's 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 frustrated, but I think he takes that he uses that frustration almost like a positive way to help with the defence and go and help and get back and, and, and win that ball back. Because he saw a couple of times today, Fleming, I think it was Fleming and Savile, both went for the same, went for the ball. A Birmingham player had the ball and they both went over near the dugout and they won the ball back and Fleming drove forward, passed it down to Honeyman, I think, and Honeyman put a delivery in the box. So that's one thing that really has impressed me with Fleming so far in the, is the fact that he does, he does work hard um, off the ball um, as well as on it. We've got someone who's requested. Bear, bear ready for uh, Freddie. Go on, fella. Just take your mute button off. Same button you press to request. Go on, Kai. Come in here. Come in in a minute. No, I think I. I just. I just add that you know he's he's um. I think you know that there there is he's it's difficult in these sort of games to to affect them in the way that maybe he'd like to, especially when there's not that much space on the pitch. But it's his work rate, as I said, and desire that, that impresses me. He still gives his all. He still works hard. Um, and he still offers something to the team in that in that regard. Um, and that's what I think someone like a Voggy's done well today. He might not have done, you know, affected the game as, as much as he would have liked up the top, up the top of the pitch. But there's so many times tonight where he just goes bombing back and, and, and closing down a player or holding someone up. There was a, a Birmingham counter attack tonight. I think it was in the second half. And Voggy's come sprinting back to almost, I think it was Troy Deeney to basically hold up Deeney so that Deeney can't play the ball through. And Mill have got all the players back. And eventually Birmingham went back and recycled it round. And he really helped. And them two are, are very good at that. I don't know what Alex Gracie or Stephen think about that. I've been quite surprised with. Um the work rate of of Fleming because you tend to find when you look in the sort of foreign markets and these kind of technical, um, technically gifted players, the sort of better players, they're not really known for their um, work rate and tracking back. They're they're almost, I touched on it earlier, like luxury players. And not that I thought. I'll be honest with you. I don't. We only saw YouTube videos of Fleming and and, and reports from his his old club and, and supporters. But he it has surprised me that the work rate. I'm not surprised with with Voggy in that sense. You know the German um, the German sort of um, way. Uh, they sort of like robots, aren't they? They they work hard and sort of machine like performances. But but Fleming's work rate is has surprised me, and and it's something that I think has where I'd, I'd said earlier maybe a bit harshly sort of he's a passenger I meant more from an attacking in an attacking sense but in a defensive sense and, and, and working hard there, there's no fault there's no I, I have no issues with with his, his effort and, and commitment there because he does try to, to track back and, and help out his, his teammates No I totally agree with you I totally agree with you um, if you do want to come in there's a Good few more people who are listening now and coming on if you've missed it. If you do want to join the conversation, it's easy to do. You need to be doing it on a mobile phone. Bottom left-hand corner, there is a button that says request. Press that button uh, and we will get you straight on the show. Just make sure your mute button is off and, uh, and yeah, you can you can say whatever you want. It's a, a free speech show. Obviously, the only thing we don't want is you to libel anyone. Um and if you're an away fan who just wants to come on and be a dickhead, you will be dumped rather, rather quickly. Um, but other than that, yeah, if you, you 
want to raise anything that's been said already or you want to put a question to the um, to the panel, then do so. Or if you're just happy listening, that's great. And those of you who've caught this late, it will be out as a podcast uh, first thing in the morning tomorrow. Go on, Kai. No, I think um, I think probably Birmingham. It's difficult to. It's one of them games, isn't it? That it's one that not so, not so much happened. It was a it was a pretty um, hard fought point, I'd say. But at the same time, not, not it wasn't much that happened. But it was almost defences on top. I felt in, in during the game, and it's one of them ones now on Saturday where. We need to rediscover that that attacking prowess that you know we had against teams like Watford at the Den. Um, what we had in the second half against West Brom, because ultimately we did we did wear them down. So it'd be nice to try and rediscover a little bit of that on on Saturday against the whole team that are coming in pretty low on confidence after I think it was a defeat last night against Borough. I think if I'm right in yeah. saying. Um, so yeah, we've got to try and get on them early. Try and get that first goal quickly. And I know it'll be it'll be a, it'll be a good it'll be a really good day at the Den as you, as you say, Remembrance Day, and it's always. The, there's always plenty there, plenty of fans there. The atmosphere is always brilliant, and it'd be nice to to get a win on that on that game, especially. Question, question for you, three. Um, I'm not around it out um, in any shape or form. I haven't been um, and sort of defended him to a degree and given him chances and chances and whatnot. Now that we're playing the back four, does it take it back into the players' remit? Um, as in, it, it gives them nowhere to hide now. As in, when he was playing a back five and they were performing not great, it was they had somewhere to hide. But now um, the spotlight's fully on all of them, and we can see them when they're not performing. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, if if you look at it in terms of the pressure was on the manager to change it, he's changed it now, and it's now on the players to make it work. Um, and if you look at it, I think so far. We've lost what one in is it is it one in eight since we've changed formation, so yeah. Look, the onus is on them to make it work, and at and at the minute they they're doing that and it is working. Um, but what you have to look at then is is when things get a little bit tougher, perhaps when we get found out a little bit, which I think since the Watford game. Um, if you look at West Brom, you look at Huddersfield and you look at tonight, all three of those teams have dealt with the set-piece threat quite well. Um, and that's where we need to look at it and think, right, OK, they're wising up to this threat. Are we going to have to think about doing something else? Now, that's that's got to be both player-led and coaching-led, of course. Um, but... I do think the onus is now on the players, as you say, to make it work. I mean, Stephen, do you agree with that? Or have you got anything else you want to add to that? Remember, if, you, if anyone else does want to come in, do so. It's, it's really easy and we don't buy it. Um, I, I agree with Alex. I, I think um, it's, you know, Robert was under big pressure and rightly so. Um, I, I'm much the same. I was never really a, a, a Rower out, but more of a just for the love of God try something different because it's not working which he, he obviously has and credit where it's due um, but I think um, I, I t- I've touched on this a couple of times I think the squad that he built isn't suited for for changing from what his initial plan was and I think he's we're getting the best out of the squad um, to a certain extent uh, with with the, the run of form that we've been on um, interesting that um, point that Alex made about the set pieces I, I actually um, watching the game tonight with, with my dad my, my dad was kind of saying that you know try something different if you know everybody knows that we have a threat from you know aerially with, with our with our centre backs but that doesn't mean that on the odd free kick you can take it short and, and change the angle and do something a little bit different but we just seem to to be pumping the ball into the box. And there, I think it was Harley Dean won pretty much every header um, tonight. And it was so frustrating because you don't just have to put it into the box. You can 
you know, get it out wide and, and change the angle. I think that's where Rower and perhaps the coaching staff need to be a little bit better. We can't just be reliant on on knocking it into the box. But but certainly from a from a playing perspective, that the players are now playing in a, a system that they perhaps are suited to and prefer. Um, it's up to them to to go out and, and earn the points. But Gary's come out and said, hasn't he, that he was aiming to play his positioning. That's why the players he's brought in where the players he's brought in. Um, and obviously, we are a bit light on the on the wings. Yeah, and he knows that. He, we all know that. Um, yeah, I think he'd he'd be the first to admit it, it wasn't working, and the squad will probably need to be reshaped in in January. How much money is going to be available, or whether it's loans is, is going to be? You know, we'll have to wait and see. But I, I'm I'm quite confident in the sense of that. Um, he'll be bringing in a couple of players to play those positions, i.e., out wide, um, perhaps another another full, a fullback um, as well. But um, you know, we're making the best out of the situation. He, he's putting players in positions that that um, you know most of them are performing um, most weeks, uh, and and yeah, it's it, you know, Rowett's done his job. Um, I think the players. Have to have to take a little bit of responsibility, and I don't. But but on 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 the flip side to that, I don't think Rowett can just sort of sit back and go right. Okay, well I've changed it now. This is it. Um, there's still work to be done, and in game, I think there can be some tactical decisions that that need to change. But um, no complaints on Rowett for me. On set no, pieces, no. just a quick one, if I could. On the set on the set pieces, I was I was thinking about it when you got when you two were saying it. Um, do you? Is a question. Do you, do you think that maybe we're we're more um, we're more, uh, I guess, effective. For example, when Hutch is Hutch is in the in those set pieces. For example, I think Charlie Cresswell actually had a, a really good game today. I thought I, thought, I was really impressed with Cresswell. I thought he was much much better. Um, but do you reckon Hutch maybe almost diverts that? Obviously, Cresswell did score a couple of early goals in the season from set pieces. But if Cooper's the only sort of target from those set pieces, when when Hutch's in the team, do you think he sort of diverts a little bit of that? Um, that pressure towards Cooper because Cooper has a hell of a lot of players with him today. Whereas when Hutch is in the team, it's more spread out. Yeah, maybe sure. we've got a new new speaker, Glenn. Glenn, evening, good evening, welcome to the show. Go Hello, on, everyone. Uh, yeah, just uh, first off, calling in, but I just wanted to say I was really impressed with Mitchell and Savile today. I thought they were outstanding. I, I joined the call uh, um, quite late today, so maybe you discussed this already. But I thought those two are without a doubt, the best players on the pitch when they play together. Um, they, they have to be our first choice uh, midfield pairing. Have to be. But I, I also wanted to say, I thought Fogelsammer, he, um, he's a player that's going to improve with game time. Like we, we're seeing, we're starting to see little hints of what he's capable of. But I think once he has a run in the team and starts to build up that match fitness and get time on the pitch, I think he's going to be a cracking player at this level. He, he's so busy. He's so physical. He's got that technique as well. Um, he, he's going to be a good player for us. I know we don't like saying it, but he is he's definitely Millwall pedigree sort of player, isn't yep. he? he? He doesn't hold back from the tackles. He charges people down. He gets smashed in the face. He gets straight back He's a up tough and, lad. And sort of, yeah. He's a tough German player. I mean, playing in the Bundesliga and that, that level of league around you know, the German game, it is a very physical game out there. So, yeah. he is really suited to our game. Um, the but the German know, game kind good. of sits halfway between the Dutch game and the British game. The British game is all physicality and running and power, whereas the Dutch game is very much, um, you know, sort of technical, you know, sort of um, individual skill. The German game sits nicely in the middle, and that's why I think you see German players could, could like, as long as they've got that physicality, they can step to the English game quite easily, I think. But, yeah, I, I'm sure he's going to, he just needs a run in the team. And at the moment, I haven't seen enough from either a Phobie or Bradshaw to make me think that they deserve a place instead of him just at the moment. Uh, while you were not, not meaning to stitch you up or anything else, <laughs> it's not that. But a question what we raised quite a few times on, on the shows is, is a Phobie a class player who is very smart or is he a bit of a lazy player who... Um, doesn't really want to run around unless he thinks he's going to get a chance. I I don't think there's a single lazy professional footballer in the game, mate. I think if you're if you're lazy, you don't make it as a professional footballer. There are certain yeah. players. Liam Trotter is one, like like who who have that look about them. 
but they're actually really like they are dedicated they are skillful they've got that ability but they just because they don't run around like with like foam coming out of their mouth don't mean that they don't care like they're just they're just like they they display it in certain ways i'm i have no shadow of a doubt that a phobia is a very motivated and driven individual he would not have gotten to where he is in in, in his career if he wasn't no, I, I I don't think he's not unmotivated or, or you know successful in what he does and everything else. And I agree, he, he's not where he is um, on sheer luck. Mm. But it's just some days you can see that he just I don't know. He, he seems to can, maybe it's just because he's a smart player and he conceives his energy for when he can make those bursts on goal rather than keep running around like a lunatic like yeah. some of the other players do. Well, I, I think with him, it's like. Um... Like he, he, he's definitely got the skill. He, he, he's a great finisher. It, it might just be with him. It might just be, um, you know, just as ridiculous as it sounds. If someone has achieved what he's achieved, but just confidence. Yeah, just no, confidence. I, I mean, he, he has made some. He's scored some good goals for us. It's very easy. I know as Millwall fans, we do forget. Like sometimes, you know, if you go back the last couple of seasons, he's scored some good goals for us at times, yeah, yeah, yeah. and he's scored. He's made, he's put some finishes away. Where we've all sort of stood up and clapped and said, "Yeah, you know that that's a proper finisher there." Just, but like, I think just unfortunately, you know, unless you unless you run around like a blue ass fly and frothing at the mouth, like Millwall fans just think you don't care. And I, honestly, I just think that's rubbish. Yeah, I don't think you don't care. I just think it is is I don't know, lazy probably. He, he might not be a Millwall yeah. player. He might not be a Millwall player. That's what I'm saying. I guess. Yeah, yeah, possibly, possibly. I mean, Stephen, what's what's your views on on some of the points raised there? I think with Benikafobi, I think he has a touch. Not, uh, and this might not be a, this might not necessarily be a criticism, but I think he has a touch of where he's come from before. Um, I think he sometimes cuts a very frustrated figure um, when playing with with it at this level. Um, I think there's he is he is a good player that you know he was a, he was close to signing for for Bruges who have absolutely walked through their group in the Champions League. Um, so, you know, he's obviously got ability still and, and still like a, a player that people want. But I think, I'm not saying that he's arrogant, but I think there's a touch of sometimes where he feels perhaps that, um, whereas Tom Bradshaw is more of a workhorse and wants to really put himself about a bit, I think a phobia has a touch of, I'll do this my way and I'm not going to change from that. Um and I think that sometimes comes across as as as, as lazy or as not being a, a Millwall type player, but undoubtedly I think he's there's the qualities there. But I think he he is he is someone who's just going to do it his way, um, and that's not a criticism because he has played at you know he, he come through the system at Arsenal. He, you know, he, he, I think he went out to Turkey and scored goals out there as well. So um, you know, I'm not knocking him, but I think I can understand why there's frustrations with him because th- there is a hint of I've been an Arsenal player, I've played it, you know, in Europe. Um, I'm going to do it my way. It was a long time ago he was at Arsenal, though. Wasn't it? it was, but you still, he's still someone that came through the the Arsenal <laughs> academy. I mean, Zian Fleming. I know it was only a couple of years ago, but he came through the Ajax academy, and everyone talks about how good that is. So, it, Savile came through Chelsea. Yeah, it, you know, but but I think George Savile has a little bit more of a work ethic and a little bit more of a um, a drive to be better. I, I don't think a phobia necessarily has the has the work ethic. Um, I think he relies more on his skill um, in game rather than the, the, than to be the grafter. Yeah. Any any further points, um, Alex or Kai? I think they probably summed it up quite well. I, I, I like Benikafobia as a player. I think he's a he's a player that if he comes on, you know, if he starts the match, if he comes on, you, you feel like if Benikafobia gets a chance in front of goal, it, it'll nine times out of ten he'll take it. And I, that's what I like about Benik. I think he's pretty reliable finisher. There was a couple of really good finishes last year against Huddersfield, and I think it was on the telly actually. Um, two really good finishes, one in the, the especially the one in the second half. He's absolutely belted that home. So, um, so yeah, Benikafobi's a he's got that class. Yeah, sometimes he does. He does sort of, you know, he maybe doesn't run as hard as as maybe we'd like to. But I think that's I think that's probably him being more smart than anything. Um, he knows when to run, when not to run, 
and maybe he's maybe on the on the thought process of I don't want to burn myself out and not be able to maybe take that chance when it comes to me. Um, so I, I really like Benick. I think he's a really good player, and and I think when he does come on, when he does get his chance again, when he's back from, well, I think he's got a little niggle in his knee, hasn't he? Knee, little uh, knee injury. Um, hopefully he's not out for too long. But when he's out, when he's back again, um, I think once he gets his chance, he'll, he'll take it again because he's a uh, he's got that quality in front of goal. Yeah, no, I agree with you there. I agree with you there, um, Alex. Yeah, look, I think I well, I agree there with the points that have been made. Um, I do take with Kai there. I mean, if you look at some of the finishes that he produces, um, some of them are absolutely unbelievable. Um, but then he can miss something that he should easily score. Um, I, and I think that's where the frustration comes in with him quite a lot because you know he's got the quality and you know he can finish. And then you do wonder sometimes, how has he not been able to finish that? Or his touch lets him down or something like that. Um, but yeah, I do think he is someone who, who it might not look like he's given his all, but he does. You know, he gives his all every time he plays, he does give his all. And it's interesting as well to say about him, every one of his former clubs, he gets a fantastic reception at every club he goes to. Um, you know, he was loved at Wolves, um, even at Bournemouth, I think, on the last day of last season. He got a good uh, he got a good round of applause there. Um, obviously, he gets at Bristol City as well, but that's for for other reasons. But, you know, I can't think of many clubs he's played at, maybe other than Stoke, where the fans aren't too fond of him. Um, so, no, look, again, I think he'll get his run. Um, we know Rao is very patient with him. He's a big fan of him. You know, he brought him to Stoke. He's brought him to here. So, so that we know that he's, a, that he's someone who, Row at trusts, and that's going to be key. Um, yeah, no, I agree. Going through. I mean, I, I, I you know, there, there's something about him for him wanting to come back, um, whether or not we've only got him for a season or whether or not we've got him for longer, but there's something about him why he wanted to come back. Um, and I think what's been risen already today on this is that, um, Billy Mitchell. Uh, and Savile are a superb partnership in the middle. And Vogs is, again, a class player um, who's just waiting to come. And I think with a few of the others, I think it's just confidence. With Bury, I think you've got to look that he is a young player learning his trade. Um, and each game is, is getting better and better. Um, he just needs to get ready with those um, when, they, when those shots are one-on-one. Um, to be able to do it, uh, finish them. Some days he can, some days he can't. I think a lot of that is down to to pure confidence. Um, so, yeah, do you have any final points, Glim? No, mate. No, I just I, I think this break's come at a good time. Get the squad back together, and we'll come back strong after the after this horrible World Cup. Yeah, and I think we'd do all right with this because we've got one game. So, pretty much, we're only going to be out. We spoke about this on, a, on one of the other shows that, you know, with the pre-season, well, not pre-season, but with a friendly and obviously the Sunderland um, game, we don't really have a, a massive break like some of the others. So, we should be able to keep playing uh, football throughout this time and then hit the ground running when we come back. So, um, so yeah. yeah. So thanks for coming on anyway. See, it's not that bad. Um, and hopefully you'll come on again, mate. So, yeah. Thanks. Yeah, it's a great show. Great show. I really enjoy it. Thanks for taking the time to get involved. So, yeah. Look, that's it from us for another um, full-time game. Um, we're back on Saturday. Um, and obviously, please do get down to Den on Saturday. It is the Remembrance Day. Um, I've got best part of about 40 uh, armed forces lads and lads is going to be there Bomber's going to be there we've got two guys um, who carried the Queen with the Navy um, were the ones who organised the gun carriage what carried the Queen we've got two of those there Bomber is one and Sam who's another guy um, 
and we you watch us over the next day or so because we've got some exclusive bits coming out um, of what's going to be happening and uh, and a massive thank you to uh, a particular company um, who's done wonders for us who's, uh, who's given up some bits for us um, and yeah and we'll tell you a bit more what's going on but look thanks very much for getting involved thanks for listening uh, this show will be out in the morning but if you're already listening to it tomorrow you'll already know that so thanks for joining us thanks Kai thanks uh, Alex thanks Stephen Thanks, Glenn, for coming on. And uh, we'll see you again on Saturday, straight after Hull. Uh, up the lines. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.